570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Okay, we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete. Oh. What you don't know what happens in the breaks. Yeah, well, <laughs> just trying to keep caught up. Caught yes. up to date. Trying to keep caught up to date, yes. yes. But you need to watch that show. I will. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, this hour we're going to give away uh, Bellator tickets. How about that? Like it. Yeah, between now and 3 o'clock. Love we've it. got two sets of tickets. They're cage side. And yes. you may be going on July 31st to the forum to watch that. So that'll be Love it. Pretty cool. Uh, but now, as we do each and every day at this time, we need some spirituality. We need to come together as a people. And, Rodney, I'd like to say this. By the way, earlier on the show today, David Vassay was on. We talked about the Dodgers. Yes. Knocking off the Giants last night. Mm-hmm. And now the Dodgers have two real starters going tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the Saltier Adam Austin was on. We talked about the NBA Finals, Chris yep. Paul. And if there's a possibility, Chris Paul could end up on the Lakers. And uh, remember, if you missed any of the show, any of it, uh, listen to the podcast. It's on the iHeartRadio app. Download the app if you don't have it. Kevin posts the show as soon as we're off the air every day. And uh, check it out if you missed anything we talked about if you're just jumping on. Now we need some spirituality. But before we begin, yes. I- I'd like to point something out. Point it out. There was an incident yesterday. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to go into it that deeply. But there was an incident where uh, apparently Vic has been banned by some shows on this station. Oh, we not, not our Vic. Our Vic. Vic the Brick Jacobs. Yes. Banned. Banned. From some shows on this station. Correct. Outrageous. I agree. We love Vic. We want Vic every day. The high is a big part of our show. We will take Vic as we get him because the people love him. And I think it is an outrage that others don't consider him the treasure we do. What in the world? Who in their right mind? would not consider Victor Brick Jacobs a treasure and want him on every day. I'm just saying. I I heard that yesterday. We are lucky, Fred, you and I. We're blessed. To have Vic in our lives. Yes. And to be a part of our show. Yes. On the regular. Yes. Come rain, sleet, snow, shine, whatever, Vic is there for us. Yay, yay. Yes, he is. We love Vic. Who who would? uh, Something's off with whoever doesn't want Vic on. I agree. But we're not going to make that mistake. Something's wrong with them. Yes, 100%. We're not going to make that mistake because now for the Daily Haiku at 2. We welcome on one of America's treasures. Yes. Vic the Brick. And Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Well, I think it's well deserved. Much appreciated. Good afternoon, all Pete Rodney Pete now. VTB, let me tell you this. I don't know what kind of lowdown, snake in the grass, idiots that don't want to have you on on a regular basis, Vic. 
is out there. But let me get a hold of him, Vic. Let me get a hold of him. Yeah, yeah. I got your back, Vic. Always. Thank you, Pete. In these moments of tranquility. Yes. I revel in them. Yes. I revel in the tranquility. And 100%. I hope everyone else does. And that's what it's about. It's about taking seven deep breaths. Seven. Seven deep You just ask Dr. Figures, the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney show, please show the love to Kevin Figures. Yeah. Come on now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ah. I thought we were done with that. Did I hit the wrong button? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I. My mistake. Again. He's the master of all audio, time, and space. Please put your hands together and show the love. It's Ronnie Facio. <laughs> King Flavor in the house. I think yeah, he should huh? be ashamed of himself. Hmm? Fellas, I can't get enough of that ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. This team was down and out, as I said, in my updates. Caminando a la muerte. They were the walking dead. Down 6-1. Are you kidding me? Through a game and a half against the hated ones in the most crucial series of the year, and they're down six-one, and you're looking at these guys. Who are they? Who's on the mound? Who you know? Red Summerise hit by a pitch. Max Muncy's hit by a pitch. You know, Seager's still out. You know, Clayton is still out. And yet, here's a team, obviously, that will that is relentless. That refuses. To give in. They are bamboo. They are blue bamboo. Here are the Giants. Where do they go for the jugular? In our house. In the ravine. Remember, they're up 6-1. They've already taken the first game, 7-2. And now they're, they're humiliating us. But Dave Roberts has his squad in a moment-to-moment basis. And yeah, CT3, Chris Taylor is unbelievable. Two home runs, scores four runs. He's unbelievable. Sets up Will Smith's walk-off on the hated ones. You know, we don't walk off the hated ones in a victory situation. I believe that was the first one since Campanella. You oh, know, wow. back in the day, you can you know check you can check my records. Check it. But I believe that the Dodgers have not walked off the hated ones when they were losing in the ninth since the days of the great Campy. When the Campanella did it, I. You know, check my facts, but because they're they're all woozy. But I believe it was yeah. Campy. We're, we're sure they're woozy. But when he hit that home run, this whole city went nuts, nuts. You think you think a deer herd of 60, 60, 65,000 went crazy in Milwaukee? L.A. went crazy because we know we get it. You don't want to be down three games with two to play even though your best pitchers available are now pitching, but still, to come back and put that dagger in and just show that relentlessness and that bamboo quality. I mean, give love to the club. Give love to this club. Give it love, Vic. Greatest win of the season. Are you with me on that? It's a big win. Greatest of the season. Yeah, I agree. Yes. And the way it went right? I mean, against the team that, you know, the hated ones, and then given the time of the season, 
how it went down, like you said, left for dead for most of the game. And then coming yes. back, the resiliency, Chris Taylor with the two home runs to keep a minute and then to win it on a walk-off against the Giants. Yeah, best win of the season so far, Vic. I'm with you. Just unbelievable victory. I was really, I was, I was, uh, so I was really proud of the squad. You know, because you look at the lineup, you look at these guys. I mean, this is not your, your typical Dodger, you know, lineup. You know, they really had to uh, create and come up with, uh, you know, a very you know, interesting rotation. I mean, Josiah Gray pitched well, gave up some home run balls, struck out seven, though. Uh, Josiah and the, and the other dudes, you know, coming out of the pen, you, you don't know these guys. But they're getting out. They're getting some clutch outs. And now here comes Orias tonight and Bueller tomorrow. So we should be in first place you know, by, uh, th- by uh, Thursday night. Yeah. When it really, really looked, you know, looked, looked gloomy. But that's the type of club this is, man. Relentless. And they get back to the garden, they start raking. They just start raking. They start squaring it up. Quality at bats. Just a fabulous, fabulous ball club. Hey, the Olympics are on, guys. Hey, yeah. Women's soccer team got shot by Sweden. Yep. Big That's big, a shocker. Make wow. sure tomorrow night at 7.30 you watch our Olympic preview show on Channel 4. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're playing the games. Yep. Women's softball, they got off... They won their first game. Yeah. But it's on. Olympics are on. Yeah, a lot of people aren't pleased about it, but the Olympics are on. No, they're not. <laughs> you got some. You got some, a lot of the, the population is very, very angry, and I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked it's going on. But it's on. Lost a, uh, a men's beach volleyball player from here, from Southern California yesterday. Last name Crab. COVID. Out. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, the COVID is, is, is running amok in Japan. I think yesterday was the worst day ever for new infections. So it's not getting better. It's getting worse in terms of the, uh, the, you know, the variant and the, uh, the, the horrific virus. It's getting worse. They have to move. I don't know. You can't be more vigilant. They're playing by you know they're playing by all the uh, the protocols. I just hope we can you know lessen the uh, lessen the damage and you know hopefully the you know the full two weeks of the games goes on. Vic, we have an update from Stephen from Rancho Cucamonga. Tell Rancho Cucio. Tell Vic Steve Finley walked off the Giants to win the NL West back in two thousand four. Oh. But were they losing? At home. Well, if they when, walked, he, when, when Finley hit it. I, well, if they walked off. Well, it doesn't mean it could have been tied. I could have been tied because Vic did put that sequitur on there that uh, they had to be losing. And I don't ah, remember if they were losing. The yeah, they had to be losing yes, Fred. in the ninth yeah. at home. And I believe it's Campanella. I, I mean, don't quote me, but the great Campanella, I believe, supplied that, that crazy blow You know, back in the day. 
I remember the Finley home run. I'm not sure if it, if it was tied. I don't remember that. I remember the home run now, but I don't remember if it was tied. Right. Will Smith, man, when he pounces on a pitch, it's gone. Sensational swing. And don't forget Mookie's not playing. Yeah. You, you know, it's amazing. It's really, you know, the, the hated ones are basically full strength. Although, you know, you know Zayde's done a fabulous job up there. Because they plug in a lot of guys you, you never heard of and they produce. But like David say, our Dodger insider says, you know, the, the back of their pen is very suspect. And if they plug that up, it's going to be a, to be a tough run. And don't forget the wacky Padres. And don't forget Basho. Oh. Yeah, don't oh, forget oh, Basho. Oh, 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 oh. Don't forget Basho. This haiku for you on this Wednesday, July the 21st. From the titan of the industry, Basho. Oh, yeah. Don't eat that horse fly at play in the blossoms. My friend Sparrow, I'm feeling you. Basho. What What was the beginning of that again? Don't eat that horse fly. Is that what you said, Vic? Don't eat that horse fly at play in the blossoms. My friend Sparrow, I'm feeling you. Okay. So, Basho. For this one, Basho says, no circle of life. Stay away from the horse fly. Let the horse fly live. Sparrow, find your very zen, very zen Buddhist of uh, Basho. Yeah, that I think that actually was a good one today. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the the significance of that, Fred? Yeah. Don't eat that horse fly. Live and let live. That was the exactly right. Today. Right, Rodney. I'll never forget. Took a live and let live, Fred. You uh, ignited a memory. Oh. My family. We were traveling Japan. And we're, 20 years ago, and we stayed in a Zen uh, Buddhist temple oh. right outside of uh, Kyoto. You, you sleep on a mat in there, uh, Vic, or a bed? A, a tatami mat. A tatami mat. Yeah. Tatami. Yeah. What's that made of? Well, I, I believe it's a, a very thick uh, straw. Okay. Is it comfortable? Got a little bamboo in it, Vic. Yeah. I may have some bamboo in it. Yeah. I'm staring at it on my floor. I have to tell me on my floor. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love it. It's comfortable. It's such a natural um, covering. So anyway, <laughs> tourists are able to sleep in the uh, in the Buddhist temple, you know, eat the vegetarian meals, which are, you know, out of sight and... You know, the temple bell can wake you at like 5 a.m. And you, you can even, you know, rake the rock, the rock garden. So you, you're able to do all that great stuff. But it, I hit the bathroom, you know, like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever. And I look up at the bathroom ceiling and I see this spider that is freaking prehistoric. It's like... You know, 50 times the size of your average spider. And it's up there on this insane web. 
And my son Stoney also saw it. And I'm saying, what? How come there's this giant spider, you know, on the ceiling? And the monk said, well, we don't kill anything. We let it live. Live and let live, Fred. From the giant spider, from the Buddhist temple outside of Kyoto to the horsefly with Basho. Is it, you, could, you could see the thread of life. So if that spider's climbing down, getting ready to take a giant bite out of my ass, I just let it live there, Vic? Oof. I'll tell you, I was freaking out. I wanted out of that temple ASAP. Yeah, that's a legit question. Yeah, I don't want to live with I don't want to live with prehistoric spiders. Wow. But I mean, you, I, I love the Buddhist concepts and everything. I love them. But aren't you protected, but, Vic? If you let them live and you're in the Buddhist temple, that they will not bother you. I did spend. You know, I did uh, make. I made it through the night. But I was. We were out the next day. I think I booked a couple nights, and I said, "We're out of here." After the first night, they couldn't take the spider. Vic. Knowing that, you know, prehistoric spider was, you know, like above the bathroom. Where am I going? Good point. I'm out. Sayonara. Wait a minute, Vic. We have a Steve Finley update. So, <laughs> so the game we were referencing back in 2004, uh, the Dodgers were trailing 3 nothing going into the ninth. They actually tied the game up. Before Steve Finley came to the plate with the bases loaded, he hit a grand slam, and they won 7-3. to three. So they were tied at the time. Right. So they were That's tied. Research, but in the ninth, they were down 3 nothing. so they scored 7 in the ninth. They scored yes. 7 runs in the ninth inning. They scored yeah. 3 to tie it. It was tied at 3-3 when Steve Finley came up to the plate with the bases loaded. So would that count as the walk-off, Vic, in question? They were not down. They were tied. But they started the inning down. Yes. It's technically a walk-off, but not not the degree of, I believe, Campanella with Dodgers were actually trailing when he hit here. the walk-off home run. <laughs> no, really. When the great Campanella hit <laughs> that walk-off. Nitpicking a little bit there, slightly. Just trying to figure it out. Well, Vic made the just, point. Just a little bit. Just trying, to, just trying to figure things out. All right, Vic, we're going to come back and do It's Lit in a few minutes, okay? Sweet. Got those Bellator tickets to give away. You want them? Oh, yeah. I keep listening. You're going to get your crack out of here pretty quick. Let us yeah. give you money. Your chance to win $1,000 is right now. Yeah. Text the nationwide keyword. Fun to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Once again, that's fun to 200-200. Good luck. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah. We keep it moving, Fred. Keep it moving on a Wednesday, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, all right, so coming up at the Forum on July 31st is the Bellator MMA Featherweight World Grand Prix Finals. And this bout features Patricio Pitbull and AJ McKee. Rodney, what we're going to do is we have two sets of cage-side seats oh, yeah. for the event. And in a minute, we're going to give them away. So we're pretty excited about that. Give somebody an opportunity to go and see this event. We're giving tickets today. Petros and Money will be giving tickets away as well. 
and we welcome you to enjoy this. So we'll give you a cue to call here in a couple of seconds. And uh, you'll have a chance to go. Not yet. Don't start calling. I'm already looking. The lines are ringing. There's no reason for you to call yet. Thank you. We'll, we'll give you the cue to call. Uh, in a second here, we're going to be joined by A.J. McKee, who is fighting Patricio Pitbull in this event at the Forum. Been a while since they've had a fight here, Rodney. Live fight. At the Forum. Yep. The Fabulous Forum. Fabulous Forum in Inglewood. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is this is a big deal, Fred. You're a big, uh, you're I'm big, a big MMA guy. I'm a big MMA fan. I, I, I love watching it ever since the... The sport uh, broke on the scene years and years ago uh, with the uh, with Hoyt Gracie the, from the Gracie family. I, I was a big fan then, and back then they would they had no weight classes when they first started. Fred, it was just it was it was karate guys against uh, sumo wrestlers against <laughs> you know wrestler wrestlers, and and everybody was a free for all. And then they you know they evolved obviously, and and now it's weight classes, and it's evolved to what it is today, and it's. Uh, in, incredibly popular um and like i said i've been i've been a fan I actually train uh mma and, and started doing it since i retired but i i love the sport i love the disciplines and and mixing them all together so yeah i'm a, I'm a huge fan well aj mckee is 26 he's from long beach he's a featherweight and he'll be putting it on the line on the 31st aj how are you i'm doing great man how about yourself we're doing well thank you and thank you for jumping on today uh so this is oh, it. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a huge fight for you. Yes, sir. AJ, you called it out. You you today. wanted it, man. You wanted him. You wanted Pitbull. You've been calling this out for a while. Yes, you're, sir. You're, un, you're undefeated, and uh, this is the one you wanted. Now you got it. You ready? Oh, man, I was born ready. This has been 17 fights in the making, so uh, I'm just looking forward to going in there and doing what I do best, and that's putting on a show for all my friends and family back home. Yeah, and I would think in a situation like this where you've been waiting and you're excited, uh, you feel any pressure? No, no, man. I, I thrive for the pressure. It's, it's what motivates me. Um, I feel like, if anything, you know, diamonds work better under pressure anyway. <laughs> uh, AJ, I, I love the confidence, man, and you're obviously good at what you do. You're 17-0. and 0. Um, you, you've never been beaten. You got six knockouts, six submissions, five decisions. I mean, you've been doing your thing. Have you ever, have you ever been in trouble in one of your fights? Um, yeah, a couple of them. Um, I've, I've taken fights with broken hands. Um, I've been in the cage looking at an opponent that looks like he wants to kill me and literally thinking in my head, why am I in here right now? I don't even want to be in here. So I feel like it's those trials and tribulations that have kind of made me who I am today to be able to uh, take my career to another level. Um, at the end of the day, you know, there, there's you, you just got to prevail. You got to improvise and uh, better yourself inside and outside of the cage. And that's that's where I've uh, kind of fixated myself on becoming better, you know, inside and outside, whether it's helping my teammates, helping my father or someone that needs help on the street you know you just got to be the best that you can be uh well okay so you mentioned your father and he was an mma fighter he's your trainer how did it start when did you start were you coming out of the womb as an mma fighter well my father was a first generation fighter he uh he's calling out he's trained rampage randy Couture, chuck liddell anybody you can think of tito ortiz like anyone any first generation fighter that has had 
uh, a true mark on the mixed martial arts game. Um, my father was right there neck and neck with him. So uh, he was trying to fight Hoist Gracie, you know, anybody you can think of. I've, I've watched my dad either train with or call out. So trying to make sure that not only he gets the respect and the recognition that he deserves in the fight game, um, just making sure the last name does now. And that, that's kind of where I, I come into play. You know, my father was eight years undefeated, um, never really got the respect he deserved. But I also feel he was just before his time. Um, him and Khabib had a very similar style, but, you know, obviously Khabib being more of towards my generation of, of fighters, <clears throat> um, it was respected a little bit more. AJ McKee is with us. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570 LA Sports. I guess you've been thinking about this for a long time. You're 26, but you started wrestling when you were four. How did you get into that? Your dad? Yeah. Yeah, my father, like I said, him being a first-generation fighter, his base was wrestling. He started with boxing and then um, moved over to wrestling in mixed martial arts, and no one could stop his takedown. So um, regardless how good your stand-up is, if you can't stop someone's takedown, then um, everything you're doing is kind of obsolete at that moment. And then moving into the ground game, if you can't stop his wrestling, obviously your jujitsu is not going to work because wrist control and hip control is the key to mixed martial arts, um, especially when scrambling and throwing punches, you know, all the jujitsu skills, you can have all the jujitsu skills in the world, but when you get punched and you get hit, some things just go out the window. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I, as I mentioned, you I mean you're undefeated. You got six knockouts, but you also got six submissions. Uh, when you when you think or describe your game um, or your style, um, are, should someone be more worried about your knockout or or being submitted by you? Um, it depends what what their style is. Um, and that that's the great thing about myself is that I. I'm well-rounded, you know. I have great stand-up at the end of the day. I have great wrestling, and I also have great jiu-jitsu. So wherever the fight goes, I'm comfortable, and I feel like that's being a mixed martial artist at its finest point, um, being able to mix all the arts together. And, and that's where my father came into play as my coach. He wanted to give the people everything they desired, um, the knockouts, the submissions. And it shows in my record, you know, six, like you said, six, Six knockouts, six submissions, five decisions. That's well-rounded, you know. It's pretty much almost even all across the board. Uh, okay. You're a kid from Long Beach, and I don't know if people there know who you are, but I'm just wondering. As you were walking around the streets of Long Beach, you were getting into this, you're a pretty tough guy. Nobody ever messed with you, did they? Oh, man, I used to have fights all the time back, back in my high school days. Um, that's honestly kind of why I geared towards mixed martial arts, because I, ha I was wrestling, but... I wanted to fight, you know, there was no amateur at the time. So we would just go to other gyms and all right, you two look about the same size. Let's line these two kids up together. And that's how we, we would, we would test ourselves with my cousin as well, Joey Davis, um, 133, and you know, four time NCAA champ. We, we would just go to other gyms and we would fight the older kids and just train and fight and fight. And, uh, eventually they ended up making an amateur, <clears throat> an amateur league and, we started there, but I wasn't, I wasn't 18 at the time. So it was body shots only. And then I got in trouble cause I was punching the kid in the face and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to fight, you know? So <laughs> once again, all that went out the window. And then the day after uh, a week after I turned 18, my father put on his own amateur show for me. And 
Um, I, I put on a great show. People loved it. I souffled the kids for five points. And, you know, from that day on, I just, I, I was thriving for, for something more, for something better. You know, I just wanted to be great. So went to college for a couple of years and then dropped out and just, I, I knew what path I wanted to take. So, um, I, I didn't feel the degree was going to help me any inside of a cage. You know what I what I love about the MMA is that it's it's a it's also it's a thinking it's a thinking man's woman's game and 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 it's a chess match going through there when you when you are facing off with an opponent how how soon can you recognize that there's a weakness in his ground game or there's a weakness in his stand up or he can't handle my wrestling or my jujitsu or anything like that how soon can you recognize that in your opponent? Well, for me, the first the first the first factor of it is uh, looking in the eyes, you know, the eyes tell an entire story. So when, when I see that stare down, it kind of tells me how the fight's going to go. I get to stare them in their soul and see how bad do they want it. And then obviously once the doors close and that bell rings, all of that goes out the window and it's time to, to do what I do best. You know, I, I pay attention to body language a lot. Um, so body language is a, a big, a big key, you know, um, seeing if they're nervous, what's going on, how they're moving. Um, as soon as that bell rings, it, it becomes a full analysis of what they're doing, why they're moving here, why they're going there, what they're looking forward to. Um, just kind of dissecting the insides and out of their, of their game plan. You know, um, with my upcoming opponent, he throws great right hands to set or, or I'm sorry, left hooks to set up his right hand. So uh, keeping that in mind, I'm going to be, looking forward and looking for that opening. You know, he's going to try to set up with his hook to get off his right hand. So it's uh, finding the opportunity to capitalize within that split of a second while he's throwing that hook to set up that right hand to get off my left hand or just just certain things, you know. Um, And like I said, body language is key. All right. Well, AJ, good luck against Patricio Pitbull, July 31st at the Forum. Uh, Congratulations on your success, and hopefully you will remain unbeaten and a champ. Yes, sir. I'm going to bring those those world titles back home to L.A., baby. No one's bringing world titles this year from LeBron and so forth, so someone's got to do it, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Love it. A.J. McKee, thanks for jumping on. We do appreciate it. Now we have two sets of tickets, cage side seats, to the event July 31st at the Forum. 866-987-2570. Let's just take the first two callers. First two callers in, you're going to the fights. When we get back, we'll get you caught up on what happened today with It's Lit. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Rogan and Rodney. Lou in Santa Fe Springs and Anthony and Whittier, congratulate on a pair of cage side tickets for the Bellator MMA Featherweight World Championship Grand Prix Finals. Featuring Patricio Pitbull and our guest A.J. McKee, Saturday, July 31st at the 4. Listen to Petros and Money Friday for your chance to win cage tickets. Or get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Welcome everybody, Jacob Amrani. You got a problem, he's got an answer. He's the best in the business. He's there for you. Call Jacob. Accident or injury. Call Jacob Amrani. Call Jacob. So now the Milwaukee Bucks won their first championship in 50 years last night. And Giannis Antetokounmpo dropping a 50-burger, 50-spot on his way to winning the MVP performance or winning the MVP championship, MVP trophy, and the way he celebrated. He went to Chick-fil-A this morning, Fred. Did he? 
the breakfast of champions, I guess. He actually had the championship trophy in his lap as he drove up to the drive-thru and said, hey, how about some free Chick-fil-A for life? And what'd they say? How about free Chick-fil-A for life? Yeah, how about that? Well, did they give it to him? I don't believe so, but I think they hooked him up for that particular day. Yeah, didn't he order 50 of them, He ordered 50 nuggets for his 50 spot. (laughs) Rodney, had you won a Super Bowl back in the day, what would have been your first meal after carrying around that Lombardi trophy? What were you going after? A big old juicy bone-in ribeye, Kevin. Nice. From Mastro's. That's what I would have got. I don't know if I'd have went to Chick-fil-A. Not Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. but you know what? He can that do whatever way. he wants. That way. Yeah, he can. He probably could. Yeah. He, he, he wanted. He can go get Chick-fil-A. That's what he wants. He's a humble man. Exactly. Where are you going, Fred? Patty's up the street? Whoa. Not a bad spot, by the way. There you go. It's very sad. Patty's very good. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I like Tommy Burger. Look at you. I like it, Fred. Look at you. Like a Tommy I love Burger. Tommy's. You, yeah. didn't go with the, you didn't go with the old simple thing, right? You didn't go with the old McDonald's. No, I like Tommy's. I like to chill. In and out. I'm, I'm more a fan of Tommy's than In and Out. Are you? Are you Wait, a fan yeah. of guys... Tommy's or Fat Burger? Oh, that's a tough call. No, but it's I'm going not Tommy's. Easily Fat Burger. I've gotten into many yeah. debates with Jonas Knox on the air about this. Trust me, we have to go yeah. rehash this. Fat the way burger. that I feel about In and Out. Uh, Vic, I can only imagine what Vic is going with. Flounder. <laughs> in and Out's the classic. <laughs> you going In and Out? In and Out, man. You're staying in California. You're California-based. Locals. It's a lo- local legends. Well, was it Baldwin Park that they originated the first In-N-Out? Something like that. We can go with that, Vic. You know, what's amazing is that they don't expand. They're not on the East Coast. I believe there's a couple in Vegas. I think they're in Arizona. They're now. not in East Coast. Arizona and Vegas, yeah. Yes. Arizona and Vegas. Privately owned. They will. Yeah. They will not go East Coast. Makes it more especial. So remember some years ago when there was talk of the uh, Pac-12. First of all, it was the Pac-10. Right. Then they were going to become the Pac-16 before they settled on the Pac-12. Right. Yeah. And they were going to get Texas and Oklahoma to jump ship. That was going to be Larry Scott's giant coup when he became the the new commissioner. Well, that obviously did not happen, and there's a report from the Houston Chronicle earlier today that Texas and Oklahoma have actually teamed up and spoken to the SEC about possibly joining them and creating the SEC to be more of a super conference than they already are. Now, Ross Bjork is the athletic director at Texas A&M, and he basically said, without saying, you have to kind of listen to what he's not saying, as you would say, Vic, that's not happening on my watch. Texas A&M mm. joined the SEC for a specific reason, so we can be, branch out and be on our own and be the only Texas entity in the SEC. We are not going to allow Texas to join our conference. Well, there's one no vote. Oh. Yeah. But it comes down to money. That, that is yeah. What do the rest of the schools say? Right. Comes Texas down to money. and OU? Yeah. yeah. That's hard to say no to. Yeah. I can see that. There is. A lot of money in that SEC if they join. Mm-hmm. Woo! And our Texas conference. A&M will benefit. They would. I'm yeah. sure they feel they would lose out from a recruiting standpoint. Because I guess if there is any advantage they would have being in the SEC, you have, I guess, a bigger footprint there as opposed to UT being in the Big 12. Vic, you spent some time in Texas. It's amazing the greed of, of universities. They make so much money in Texas. And Fred, you know that. You worked in Austin. Yep. 
and Rodney, you know the whole, you know the, the whole scenarios. They make so much money. It, this is just um, again avarice and greed. You know, to, to leave the Big Twelve to go to you know the SEC when the Big Twelve is solid. But you know, Texas and Oklahoma, they are the, the, the bellwethers. You know, they are the the marquee squads. Although Texas is going through some really harsh times, they become a really mediocre uh, club. Sarkeesian, turn them around. Sarkeesian, turn them around. That's right. Got to turn it around. They got to turn it around. But again, it's 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 it, it really it doesn't it doesn't make you. It's such a sleazy move. Again, to to go to the Southeast Conference like that. To me, it it reeks of sleaze. Wait, please or sleaze? Sleaze. Who would ever accuse college institutions of sleaze, Vic? That would never happen. Speaking of college football in the SEC, you see what Mike Leach, formerly up at Washington State, now at Mississippi State, said about the 12-team playoff? He said, quote, 12 teams is a big step in the right direction. Personally, I would like to see 64, and you can map it out pretty easily. What? That's about what I would expect Mike Leach to say. Yeah, it's a few too many. <laughs> Do you think just a, just a couple too many? He there, wants Fred? to play till June. <laughs> Apparently so. Or just cancel the season and play a tournament. Yeah, that. that so that's, 64 that's, is not feasible, Fred. You not, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, you can't have a playoff of 64. I thought teams. you might be on board with that, Fred. You like tournaments? That's true. I love tournaments, you know I mean? but that's too many. No, you can't have a football tournament like that. One team would play one week, be eliminated. The season would be over. Can't hey, didn't practice hard enough. What do I want to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, it's a ridiculous thing. Well, come on, Mike Leach. He just says a lot of things just for effect. So I think so, but there are times, I don't know. That he believes that what uh, he's saying? I believe there saying? are times he believes that the yeah. crazy things that he says. Probably. It's the beauty of Mike Leach. That's what makes Leach Leach. <laughs> what makes he's, Mike he's Leach wild. He's wild. He, that's what makes Leach Leach. He's, impro- you know, he's unpredictable, but he's always you know, a lot of fun. And a 64-team tournament, in his mind, is simple and logical. But that's the mind of Mike Leach. And that is what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Thank you, Fred. All right. Where's your board? <laughs> wow, Fred. <laughs> I like to have the studio clean for the boys when they come in. Fred's like the second grader. He already has his chair on top of the desk yeah, with his backpack on his right? shoulder, and there's still 10 minutes left in class. <laughs> Where are you going? Where are you going, little Freddy? <laughs> Ronnie and Kevin, thank you. Great work. Kevin, a couple of days off. Enjoy. Uh, Rodney, Kevin won't be here tomorrow, but we will. Yes, we will. To a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, Live and die